Fantasy managers, hello and welcome back to the Game Week 1 preview show from the FPL Addicts. Today we've got the usual regulars. We've got Jack, Ollie and Charlie. Um, we're not too sure where Reedy is and uh, Mikey is still on holiday in Spain and could potentially join us later. Um, but that one's going to be a little bit touch and go. But as I said, we are back for the Game Week 1 preview show. And today's show is powered by Esports Live and of course sponsored by Bonus Bank. Wherever you're listening from or watching from, if you're enjoying the content, make sure you're giving our videos all the likes that you can with ratings, likes and reviews and subscriptions. It really does help us grow and, uh, you know, reach an audience outside of Australia as well and all around the world. So as I said, we've got the regulars on today. We can't wait to discuss all our draft teams, all the hot topics and uh, some captain picks by Charlie Roberts later as well. Before then, though, before we get into all the content, Jack, you just want to explain a little bit about the mini leagues that we're running this year. You know, you spoke about them a bit last week, but just give the, the viewers a little bit of insight. Yeah, cheers, Ellen. Good to be back on the podcast, uh, ready for game week one. Um, well, Obviously, the last couple of weeks, we launched our mini leagues and mini competitions. Um, we are yeah, filling fast. We started fresh, brand new leagues. I think we've got maybe nearly a thousand in the public league. So if you're not in that already, make sure you join the code to join. I'll just bring it up here, Y81WTO, and that'll enter into our free public league. Um, obviously, we want all everyone across the globe to be involved in that. And we know we've got people obviously here in Australia and across you know Britain and across Europe. Um, yeah, and listeners even in America as well. So anyone who's anyone, get yourself in that and be a part of it. Um, we've got our women's league that is back for this season. We've actually got more women in there, with more female managers than ever in that competition. So uh, any female managers listening, get yourself involved. YTR1J8 is the code for that one. And in some good news, we've obviously got our paid mini competitions. The new head-to-head is actually sold out. So we've got 16 managers locked in, uh, ready ready for that competition. Going head-to-head each week. Uh, and there's a little cash prize at the end for them as well. So good luck to everyone who's joined. And in our last one, L, uh, obviously this is the one we're all excited about. The, uh, the new members league is the 5K cash prize. Over $5,000 involved in that this season. There are the weekly awards, which is $40 if you get the highest score. Uh, there is the monthly one, which is 150, sponsored by Bonus Bank. And at the end of the season, if you finish from first to seventh, there are cash prizes available with first place coming away with 1,000 Aussie dollars. Kieran King won that last year, and it'd be uh, exciting to see if you can get it this year. Absolutely. You know, as you said, they're top seven getting rewards this season, you know, not just a top three, not just a top four, the top seven. So even more reason to get yourself involved to try and win some of your money back. And as Jack said, we've got the free mini, the women's mini, the head to head, which I'm looking forward to a lot because I was brilliant at the head to head last season, despite having a very below par season. So it's going to be exciting to see how that one goes and um, the paid mini as well. So as many people as you can that are listening or watching out there, get yourself involved in all the leagues. And obviously there will be more information about all these leagues on our social pages, which you can find in the description down below. Um, that's pretty much it with all the admin stuff out of the way. We can get into the exciting stuff now, boys. We can get into talking about FPL and the upcoming seasons. We've got a couple of discussion points that I just want to reel off to you boys and we can get some, you know, opinions on and we can start talking about. And the one that's really been in, you know, all the talking this week, all the rumour mills, is the two Leicester 4 million goalkeepers. Kasper Schmeichel obviously gone to Nice now. Um, he's 1 million 
transfer um random random transfer if i do say so but um it has left fpl managers with a little bit of food for thought um with iverson and ward both being four million and one of them is bound to be playing because ollie you told me before that brendan rogers has said that he's probably not going to be signing a new goalkeeper is that correct well yeah according to he had a press conference the other day and he said that uh Everson and Ward can, can battle it out. I've seen a little bit of uh, Daniel Everson being pressed in the last two seasons in the championship. He's done okay. Uh, and obviously Ward's had a few championship ones as well. So it looks like it's going to be those two who are going to battle it out for the uh, for the gloves at the King Power. Um, he said he's not going to sign another keeper. If he does sign a keeper, it's going to be below those two. So it's a third choice rather than a first choice. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I'm turned away by the fixtures more than anything else. But, you know, if you want to save a bit of money, that might be an efficient way to do it. So is it something that you've sort of considered, you know, you've played around with a bit maybe with your draft team, Ollie? Yeah, I considered it. Um, that's not what I've gone with at the moment, I, you know, as it lies, but I did have it for a couple of days and I just thought maybe I could go with it, but they've got two, um, four, uh, four fixtures on the FDR to start the season. Um, and I just didn't really want to go with that. Um, I think if they had a clean run full of, um, full of twos and whatnot or full of greens on the FDR, I might well have gone with it. Um, but with the fours there, I just can't quite see it. Um, if you have a look at their fixtures start of the season, Brentford at home, then Arsenal away, which is a four. Southampton at home, then Chelsea away, which is a four. Then Man United at home um, in game week five. So I just don't think that that's quite cohesive enough to, to go with those. But if they had a clean run, it's probably something I would have gone with. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, while you're the, the main part of the screen here, Ollie, we've got a live comment from Hassan. Um, and obviously, as I've, as he's just said, he wants us to rate his team. So anyone that is watching along live, um, get your comments in. We're going to be giving out all the advice that we possibly can. We want to help as many of you as we possibly can because the deadline is fast approaching. So, Ollie, I'm going to bring this up on screen now and just want you to rate his team. Um, he says he's got Alisson Trent, Cancelo, Perisic, James, Chilwell, Salah, Saka, Neto, Andreas, Odegaard, Kane, Archer and Greenwood. So, Ollie, I'm going to give it to you now. The floor is yours. What do you make of it? I don't mind a lot of it. Um, I'm assuming that you've put starting 11 there. I'm assuming that that's also your bench because there's more than 11 players there. Um, so I'm assuming I'm going to go off. The, I'd like you to follow up with a comment if you're still here, Hassan, and we appreciate you for the for the comment. Um, I'm assuming that you're benching Archer, you're benching Andreas. And I don't know what you're going with. If that's oh, It's a back five. So you're going with the back five, I'm assuming. So it's what, five, three, oh, five, four, one, is it? Uh, with Greenwood on the bench and Archer on the bench. Uh, I don't mind it. I like uh, I like Neto as an option, even though I've not gone with him. 5.5, quite cheap. Don't mind it. Uh, really strong backline. There's question marks over Perisic. Um, but I think if he plays, he'll do well. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just if he's going to play, so I'd watch that one very closely. The rest of that team looks fairly solid for mine. Um, the backline outside of Perisic is nailed. You've got Tra uh, Trent, Cancelo, James and Chilwell. Double Chelsea, not too bad if it works. Um, so I really like the defence. Midfield, Salah, Saka um, and Neto I quite like. Um, and Erdegaard I've got as well. So um, I can get behind that. And then Kane up top, you've just got to have. Um, so I'd, I'd watch Perisic. Other than that, uh, yeah, I think that's a really good teammate. Yeah, thanks for, you know, giving some advice out to the community, Ollie. And as I said, anyone who is watching along live, uh, get as many comments as you so please in. And we will do our very best to get to as many of them as we possibly can. Even if it's Ollie giving you some advice, um, <laughs> it can still be somewhat beneficial, potentially sometimes. Um, so it's good to see you in the chat as well, uh, FPL Mike Halpin. Um, but we'll move on to the, uh, the second discussion point, boys. And Ollie was mentioning it a little bit there with Perisic. Um, I'll go to you for this one, Charlie. 
you know, the the fullbacks at Spurs at the minute, no one's really too sure who's going to be playing. You know, is Doherty going to play? Is Emerson going to play? Is Perisic? Is it going to be Sessegnon? You know, what do you make of the whole situation, Charlie? Are you going with any of these players in your team? Do you think people should be avoiding these players? Firstly, just want to say thank you for having me on. Secondly, before I get to your question, I'd just like to ask, how many mini-league codes has Jack somehow <laughs> invented during the off-season? It sounds like 68. I've only joined three, so I've, still, I've got a fair bit of work to do, just about three hours before the deadline. Now let's get to the Spurs situation. Personally, I haven't gone much near them. I'd say in my first draft I had Perisic, but due to the rotation threat on both the left and the right-hand side, I just feel it's a bit of a risk starting with any of their defenders. I do see them being extremely attacking under Antonio Conte. They look a force to be reckoned with. Uh, at the moment, just currently avoiding, I'd probably rather the double Liverpool, for example, and Robertson and Trent. You know what you're going to get from both of them. The Man City one, probably the only safe one is Cancelo, but more on my draft later. But in short answer, avoid. That's a very fair point that you make. And, you know, um, a lot of people not too sure what they're going to be doing with Spurs at the minute. They're a very, you know, 50-50 team, um, especially with how people think they're going to go this season. There's a lot of high expectations, but people are also remembering that it is Spurs at the end of the day. So you're never really too sure what to go with there. But thank you for your input um, on that one there, Charlie. And I think very, very good advice that you're giving. Jack, Gabriel Jesus is breaking records with his ownership. Eight million, obviously, he was meant to be at Man City when the game was first released. Got his transfer to Arsenal. Um, so he is now selected by 75.6% of the competition. You just can't go without him, can you? No, I think he's spot on L. He's absolutely frightening his pre-season form and he's, he's probably showing, uh, you know, he's shown in pre-season what he can do as the main man up top. Um, I think obviously previous seasons, maybe two out of the last five, he's kind of got into double figures in the Premier League. Um, he's, he's got played out, out, out right a lot last season for Man City as well. But now coming in, he looks... Comfortable, he's playing. He's under Arteta, who obviously works with at Man City. The ownership ownership is absolutely frightening. So that that FOMO. I mean, for me, um, I had to bring him in. I I wasn't really looking at him as such, uh, just because he was a bit inconsistent last last couple of seasons. But yeah, him coming in now, they've got a great run of games. Arsenal, um, the team's looking good. They look exciting, Arsenal. It's been you know a number of years since we've last seen that with them. So really interesting to see what Jesus can do. Palace isn't the easiest fixture. Obviously, playing against Patrick Vieira, um, ex-Arsenal, he'll, he'll be wanting to stop the likes of these lot um, going crazy uh, playing at uh, Selhurst Park. But yeah, interesting. Watch watch this one. I'm sure everyone's going to be um, you know, praying for an absolute haul from him, um, along with uh, Salah, who's obviously quite a high percentage owner as well as usual in, in the 60s. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fairly unanimous feeling of happiness, um, you know, if Jesus or Salah do manage to return um, this weekend. So obviously their high ownership will hopefully pay dividends to a lot of FPL managers, um, myself included. And can can you go without him, El? Can, can, can managers do it or not, do you think? I don't think you can. When you've got 75% of the competition with someone, it's just not the smartest move to go with that. I mean, at 8 million, he's probably, he is the best option cheap, at that price well, point. So, you know, he's going to be leading the line for Arsenal, who really turned it on at the back end of last season, um, especially in attack. Um, you know, they've really started to perform, put away some goals. Uh, Saka, um, you know, Jesus, Odegaard, 
Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, all those players. Very, very young, very, very exciting. Um, so I think, you know, to go without Jesus at the start of the season yeah. is just crazy. And as, you know, Mike just said there, scored two out of his last three games at Selhurst Park. So, you know, maybe um, Palace is a team that he likes to score against as well by the looks of things. So I think it would yeah. be crazy, Jack, to go without him. Yeah, and listen, Mike's our resident Arsenal fan as well. He knows his stuff. And I think, um, you know, if you know, he knows how to back it up as well there. Two out of the last three from Jesus. And in this Arsenal team, it could be anything considering what form they've been showing in pre-season. So it's definitely one to watch, isn't it? it certainly is. And just remember that the FPL Reverend is watching. And if you don't have Jesus in your team, he is going to know when you go to sleep tonight. <laughs> so that's one thing that you've got to keep your eye out for. Um, triple ups and double ups are a very big part of FPL and especially this season. Um, you know, people still want to know which teams are safe to go near and which teams aren't safe to go near. So, Ollie, Liverpool, City and Arsenal are, t- are sort of three teams that we think are going to be very, very crucial for this season. But, you know, can you triple up? Can you double up on all these teams? Or do you think it's smart to go with one or two players from each and then to sort of fill your team um, with other other players from other teams? I think you can triple up on one of them. Triple up on two, potentially. If you triple up on three teams, it's too much. You put in all your eggs in too few baskets. Um, but the teams that you've mentioned are certainly, you know, worthwhile teams to go at if you want to triple up. Uh, Liverpool maybe being the main one because you've got so many options. You've got Alisson in net who you could go with. You've got Trent, Robertson, uh, midfield. You've got Salah, uh, Luis Diaz. A few people have got Darwin Nunes up top as well. So Liverpool have got a plethora of options you can go with. And City, you've got Edison in goal, you've got Cancelo, Diaz, midfield. You've got De Bruyne, Grealish. Um, so there's plenty of options there to uh, to go with, and I'm probably missing a ton out here as well. Um, Arsenal, Saka, Erdegaard, uh, Jesus, all options that, you know, are worthwhile. People have gone Ben White and Tommy Asu with four and, uh, 4.5 at the back. Um, and I even raised Tottenham uh, as a potential option as well with um, Kulusevski, Son, Kane. Quite a few have gone with Romero. Um, few of our have you, have you seen that, Ollie? Sorry, have you have you seen a triple up with Son, Kane and Kulu? Have you seen that? Where, where are they getting that money from? I haven't I haven't seen one, but I, I think there's certainly there's certainly teams that have done it. And you've got even, you know, our friends over at, at 606 have gone with, uh, I think, Statman Dave went with Lloris. There's been a lot of talk about Romero. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of options too. Um, so I think it's wise to triple up on one, on one team. If you're tripling up on two, it's dangerous. Tripling up on three, you need to book your ideas up. Yeah, I think, you know, if you're not getting three Liverpool players in your team, um, I think it's it's pretty, from in my opinion at least, I think it's pretty silly. Um, I think, you know, you've got to really maximise a team like Liverpool where you know that the rotation isn't going to be as much of a risk as it is at Man City and that Liverpool are just going to be relentless um, and, you know, really cutthroat with teams, especially like Fulham in the first week. So, you know, your Allisons, your Trents, your Robertsons, um, people going with Darwin Nunes and Salah, obviously. So I think a triple up on Liverpool is uh, definitely, I would say, right. fairly, fairly essential. Oh, the only issue with that is, do you back the early kickoff? Do you back well, that, the early kickoff? Of course, that is the question. It's the early kickoff. Um, so that, you know, obviously we've seen that, you know, the early kickoff. I think the first time Liverpool had an early kickoff last season, we all captain Salah. It was and Burnley. It, burnt, it was. Remember, did the watch long for it? Um, not a good day at the office uh, for him in that game. So I think you're probably safe too. But just, you know, Mahatma Gandhi's always going to be there in the back of your mind. you just got to be careful. 
if you're going to be back in the early kickoff. And Ollie, just one final thing to say on this. And um, A's given us a, a really good comment, which has got me thinking, you know, Chelsea triple up. It was fairly essential last season. You know, people going with a lot of Chelsea defenders. Um, so, you know, what are you sort of thinking of Reese James and the, the potential of a Chelsea double up or triple up? Uh, I don't mind it. I've got, uh, as it sits right now, I've currently got Reese James in my team, 40% owned. Um, and I'm one of the managers that has him. Um I think if you want to go Reese James, you can obviously he'll get forward. So you've got a, you know potential attacking returns. Uh, you've got Chilwell. Um, if you want to be slightly more proficient, you can save the million in defence and go with Mendy in goal. Um, I've decided to go a little bit more expensive, hence why I've not done that. Um, but obviously Reese James for years has been a quality footballer. We've known what he's all about. He gets forward, can defend, part of a decent Chelsea side. I wouldn't go a Chelsea triple up uh, personally. Um, especially if you go in, if you go in Mendy and net, potentially maybe if you go Mendy, James or Chilwell and Raheem Sterling might be your avenue to a Chelsea triple up. Um, but I probably wouldn't go all three. I don't mind Sterling as an option, but I probably wouldn't go all three. Uh, but to answer that question, I quite like Reese James as an option. I think at six million, he's probably the best option there for mine. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd have a go at it. And you know, if it burns you, you can always transfer him out. Uh, you mentioned about. Defence, well, you know, the caveat to that is he can also go forward as well and, and do things there. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned Raheem Sterling, Ollie. You know, he's one that I'm going to be keeping my eyes on this season because if he can start hitting a bit of form for Chelsea, I think he's going to, you know, rack up rack up the points and rack up ownership as well because he was so good at Man City. You know, you go back two or three seasons ago, he was the essential player in FPL and he would be the one that had the armband on him every single week, pretty much. So it's going to be pretty exciting to see what he can get up to. Um, instead of talking about blue, though, we're going to talk about red with our resident Man United fan, Jack Gillibrand. Martial's injured. Ronaldo doesn't look bothered. You know, what's what's going on at Man United at the minute? Ten Hogs, tricky Reds. Um, are they going to get off to a good start? And, you know, can we trust the attackers at Man United at the minute? Well, it's business as usual at Manchester United since 2013. It's chaos. We don't know what is going on. <laughs> Obviously, recent times has showed us we, you know, the media is, is in, you know, it goes crazy, doesn't it? And, you know, Ronaldo playing last, last Sunday and then leaving before the end of the game. Everyone said, oh, no, they knew about it. And now it's come out that they didn't know about it. Um, and then going into this week, Martial looks like he was going to be the form of his life. Coming back into Manchester, looking excited, coming back like a renewed striker. Um, and now he's got injured. He's out he's out for six weeks or something like that, I think they were saying. So coming into this game uh, against Brighton this week, you know, the options are, you know, Rashi could go up top. The obvious one would be Ronaldo, but we don't know what is going on there. For me, I think he's going to play. Um, I just think him starting last week um, with no preseason, no team, and he started and he played well. So him coming into this week, I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if he does play. But other options, Bruno could play this false nine. Christian Eriksen could come in behind him and play this ten role with uh, Rashford and Sancho out there. But more than often than not, I mean, attacking attacking wise, Rashford seems nailed, Sancho's nailed, and uh, and Bruno. Then out of that, I'd be interested to see if Eriksen does start. I've heard a rumour, um, just speaking to Quentin from uh, Amateurs of Oz, he mentioned he, he, it's in McTominay and Christian Eriksen to be starting in the midfield. Um, so be interesting if Fred's, Fred's not in, because Fred uh, has looked decent. Um, you, know, he's, he's, you know, he's looked better in an eight than a six. So yeah, it's, it's chaos as we don't know what's going to end up on this starting lineup. I think you've mentioned about 20 different players there, Jack. So no one really knows what's going on. Even the, the so many different insiders. options. Yeah, listen, so many different options. And we'll probably wait for a bit more news to come out in the next couple of hours. Um, but for me, yeah, I think Ronaldo will start. 
and then um, around that, you know, Rashford, if anything, for United <laughs> players, mate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 6.5, come on. Yeah. Good option. And another player at 6.5 who you've just mentioned uh, in the live comments there, Ollie, in response to A is Saka or Martinelli. Odegaard at 6.5, you know, he's a little bit more than Martinelli, Ollie, uh, you know, a little bit less than Saka. He's pretty much nailed now as the captain um, of Arsenal. So you're going to be going with Odegaard over those two, Ollie? Uh, I am going Odegaard, um, especially the chats I've had with a few mates this week, um, which obviously that, that factors into to FPL a lot. Um, they're all going on Erdegaard, so I just sort of feel like that's tipped me over the edge on him a little bit. Um, I'm not sure about Martinelli. Obviously, when he's played, he's played really well and he's a, a good price point. Um, but I'd like to see a little bit more and a little bit more consistency from Martinelli before he comes in. Um, whether, you know, Saka, I like Saka as an option, but again, there's a lot of players at 8 million. I think you've got to go one of them. I think Saka is a very viable one at, at 8 mil. Um, I've decided to go another direction. Um, but I, I think if you haven't, if you're one of the 24% that hasn't got Gabriel Jesus, you've got to go Bakayo Saka. Um, you've got to have some sort of Arsenal coverage. Um, but no, I don't mind Bakayo Saka, but I've decided to go with Erdegaard because, uh, you know, what I've seen from him in an Arsenal shirt, he just looks like he's a player. Um, and like I say, at 6.5, he's more reliable for me. Um, the Martinelli is sure you're paying that million more, but I'm, I'm happy to sum that up for a player like Odegaard. Yeah, absolutely. And the final discussion point before we get onto the draft teams, boys, I'm really excited to see what you boys have come up with. Um, Charlie, this one will go to you. Um, you know, I've been WhatsApping the, the FPL Reverend a lot, you know, trying to see what he's doing with his team. He changes his team every 10 minutes, so it's very difficult to keep up with him. But he keeps talking about this three-mium where you've got three premiums or this one-ium where you've got one premium asset in your team um, or maybe two premium assets in your team. So what's the sort of ideal number for you, do you think, of, of premium assets that you can have in your team? Personally, two, because you have that flexibility of rotating your captaincy depending on the fixture. My point against a thremium, as much as it's very tempting, how often are you going to captain that certain player and how much value is it going to be worth considering his price tag? And I think with for one, not always every week, that certain player may have an amazing fixture and you may go someone else. So my principle usually is players who have a premium price tag, either 10 million or above, are worth captaincy. That's how I see it. But personally, it's two, and that's what I've gone with at the moment. Yeah, and, you know, you are the captain, man. We'll get into a little bit of CC with you, Chaz, later. Um, but, um, you know, he is the, the king of captain picks, and he is the man that you want to be listening to. So some very good advice there from you, Charlie. Just before we get into our draft team, boys, um, we've got to talk about our sponsor, Bonus Bank, because they have got a special tool, a special free tool this season to help you out with your FPL mini leagues. And the tool displays the probabilities of clean sheets for each team and which player is likely to score, which I'm sure the FPL reverend will absolutely love because he is the stat man. He is about as stat as it gets. He loves using data, um, as I'm sure he will mention many a time on the podcast this season. So he's going to absolutely love it. Um, this is obviously useful for determining which defenders are going to be best for you to pick. Um, and obviously they'll have 
you know, there's a, there's captain choices which they're going to assist with as well. So you've got to listen to Charlie and you've got to listen to Bonus Bank for your captain picks every single week. But in terms of game week one, this week's clean sheet probabilities at second place is Spurs with a 43.29% probability. So if you can get any nailed on Spurs defenders, Bonus Bank thinks that they are going to be fairly certain um, of a clean sheet. And at first place, we have two teams. We've got Liverpool and United, who are both sitting on a 45.45% chance of keeping a clean sheet, which surprises me with Man United. But um, I'm obviously not going to argue with a robot because a robot knows a lot more than me about why it's got this data. Um, But Liverpool, I think, is a fairly reasonable option to give, you know, newly promoted Fulham. Um, Liverpool love to decimate, you know, those newly promoted teams um, on the first game week of the season. So if you want to check this tool out, make sure you're jumping in our link tree, which is just down below in the description. And the link is on there to access the tool. I know I'm going to be accessing it this season because it's always helpful um, to have some defenders. And the link is obviously on screen just there now. So now that's out of the way, boys, we're going to go to you first, Ollie, and we're going to talk about your draft team. You've spoken about, you know, the players that you potentially have. You've spoken about Odegaard, all these people. So I think I'm excited to see which players you have actually gone with. And I'll bring your draft team up on screen now for you, Ollie. So just walk us through your selection. And do you think this is going to be your final, final team? I do think this is my final, final team to, uh, to answer that question. I've messed around with it a little bit, um, but I'm happy with where it sits at the moment. I'll just go down to my bench in view. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty happy with it at the moment. I think it's really balanced. Um, a lot of bases are covered. Um, and I think that's what I'll probably go with. I've got it zoomed out slightly so you can see my full 11, but I'll just read it out anyway. Uh, so I've gone with a 4-4-2, Edison in goal, Trent, Matty Cash, Cancelo and Reese James as the back four. Salah currently with the armband on, Leon Bailey, Luis Diaz, Erdegaard, and then my front two of Kane and Jesus. So that's my team as it stands. And I think that'll be the team I'll go with. Yeah, so, you know, Edison in goal, you're thinking the big hitters, you know, they've had a, a drop in price this season. Usually these sorts of keepers like Allison and Edison are priced at six million, five and a half this year, Ollie. So you're back in Edison over Allison, more importantly, but you're going with one of these more expensive goalkeepers, which is, you know, not really been a, a great strategy in the past couple of seasons in FPL. You know, people try and go to the bargain bin, you know, the 4.5s of Sanchez last season and those sorts of players. So what's your sort of, process behind picking Edison this season? I think psychologically the, the price drop sort of helps a bit. Uh, like if you're paying 6.5 or 6 million, I think paying 5.5 as weird as it sounds, sounds a lot easier to do because, you know, for years we've all gone with the 4.5 goalkeeper and you're just thinking if you can save an extra million, you've got a set and forget keeper for the rest of the season because Edison's going to play every week other than the one week Scott Carson cameo that we're going to get at the end of the season like we always do. Uh, but other than that, he's going to play every week um, and you're not affected by Pep Roulette in that sense. Um, I know there should be no worries with keepers, but you've obviously got Zach Steffen who's then also gone out on loan, so he's not an issue. Um, not that he would be anyway, but, you know, that's that. Um, I think with... You know, these goalkeepers at the top end, you know, when you look at the end of every season, it's always the premium goalkeepers that are up there that quietly achieve, get the clean sheets, and they're always at the top. You've got your Edisons, your Allisons, they're always there. Um, and I, I never start with them. And I wanted to try something a little bit different, roll the dice and, and start a premium keeper. So, so that's what I've done. 
I think this is the season to do it as well, Ollie. As I said, you know, that little price drop, as you mentioned, helps psychologically just so you can get it into your head that you're maybe not paying that 6 million, which obviously 5.5 million sounds a lot better than 6 million that you'll be paying. So I think it's going to be interesting this season because there's a sort of a, a fair split of people going cheap and then, you know, the other half of people going expensive. So it's going to be quite exciting to see which sorts of teams flourish uh, in that sense and which sorts of teams get left in the dust, which obviously will be like yours. So anyone going with an expensive of goalkeeper back out now and uh, change your mind away from whatever Mr. OWP is doing. But um, the Aston Villa double up, Ollie, Matty Cash and Leon Bailey. Bailey is definitely the enabler in your team, but he's one that you're going to back again to have a, a fairly good start to the season. And Villa's three first fixtures, which are all green, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And, and obviously being in Australia where Villa have been, I think helps that pick um, because obviously it was all around the media over here. Uh, watching the games, you were able to see him at decent times. So, uh, yeah, Leon Bailey had a really good uh, stint over here. Uh, five million. He started really well when he first moved, and he did a lot in the Bundesliga before he moved to the Prem. Five million, 16% uh, only. If he can keep himself injury-free, I've just got him over Neto, only just. Um, again, I think it goes against my initial point that I made about consistency, because obviously Leon Bailey hasn't been consistent in a Villa shirt, whereas Pedro Neto arguably has in a Wolves shirt. But I just fancy Leon Bailey to have a bit of a breakout year. Second season at the club. Um, I like him as an option. And Matty Cash, obviously the Polish Matty Cash, uh, the second best nation switch from an English national to uh, to another one behind Ben Brereton Diaz, of course. Um, he's got quite a high ownership, 20.5%. Um, for a 5 million fullback, um, I think that's quite high into, you know, in what you see um, elsewhere. And if you go down to 5 million options in defence, there's not really too many that jump off the page like Matty Cash did. Okay, Gabriel's there. I don't mind that. Eric Dyer and Kukurea, if he can get his move across to uh, to Chelsea, we think he's going. I don't mind that either. Um, but I just think Matty Cash, for what he offers going forward, um, will be will be decent. Um, we obviously, we saw him score on the final day as well away at City. So I just think he's quite he's quite well rounded for mine. So I think the Villa double up. Might be a little bit interesting, but I like the players as individuals um, and what they can offer. So um, I'm going to try it. If it doesn't work, I can always pivot. I think cash is the easier one to pivot away from uh, because of the options in defence. But I'll, I'll try and make something work. Yeah, and you know, as much as I hate to say it, Ollie, I do quite like um, the team that you've got because obviously it is going to help me beat you this season. We've had a little talk off screen and we've said that we are going to be having a little rivalry this season where whoever beats the other person um, is having to pay for a nice three-course meal of the winner's choice. So we're putting something on the line for it this season and we're really going to get into it, get into each other more than we have in past years, which is going to be difficult to do, um, but it's going to be brilliant to do at the same time. So may the best man win, Ollie, and obviously that is going to be me come the end of the season. So... I don't, I don't be... think so, mate. I don't think so. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think you've got to Elliot. name the restaurant. <laughs> name of restaurant. Elliot. Yes, Chaz. I'm sorry to butt in, but for this post-season dinner, whoever like takes it out, any chance you can like plus one me? Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all the addicts. <laughs> like, even better, you've got to pick a plus one to, to do it. Double spend, happy days. Perfect. Mate, mate, we'll find a way. We'll find a way to get you in, love. We can't not have you, mate. We can't not have you. Um... I just want to bring up a quick comment while I've got the floor in a sense from A, who's been brilliant on the uh, in the comments so far. Um, I think it's the first time I've really seen him in the comments. So we uh, we hope it's not the last. We hope you stick around. It's what about Pedro Neto and Leon Bailey in the same team? Um, and I did think about it. I just think I, I wouldn't advise it. 
um, is what I would say. I, I don't hate it going going both of those in the same team, but I think it leaves you a little bit short if you go with them both. Um, so I would go one or the other. Um, and at the moment, I've gone with Leon uh, Leon Bailey, just about over Pedro Neto, only you know by a whisker. Um, but I just think having both of them means you're probably a little bit short in midfield, for my view. So I would go one or the other, and you know try and invest that million perhaps somewhere else, or or put it into defence to get get yourself a five million uh, defender instead of a, a four million. Um, so that's what I'd do uh, rather than going both. I'd just go the one. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's some very good insight from you, Ollie. And uh, thanks for sharing your draft team for us today. Jack, it's time to move on to yours. Um, I know you've been obsessing over it. Um, you know, the, the screen time on your phone and your, your MacBook have been through the roof this week and this week in particular. But this is the, the team that you've gone with at the minute. So explain your choices to us. Yeah, I've, I've gone through a fair few drafts like a lot of uh, fantasy managers out there over the last couple of weeks. You know, Twitter's been going crazy, hasn't it, for the last three weeks. And then today it's just blown up with, you know, the casuals just coming on today and just looking for advice and rating teams and smashing it. But I've tried to switch off the last 48 hours. I'm with this team now. I'm settled. I've got two triple ups with City and Liverpool. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with that and I've gone for the double up with Arsenal so I've changed it around it's not too dissimilar from uh, Ollie's if I'm honest um, there is a there is a, a lot of similarities in there I've got Cash love him I mean 5 million as Ollie said he's the highest scoring uh, defender for that kind of price along with, uh, with Gabriel from Arsenal uh, but with the fullback you know attacking returns that's why I wanted to put him in there um, I've gone for a bit of a you know the back line's pretty solid and consistent Um the fixtures are too good to turn down. Um, I, I just can't, I can't, I just can't see them not getting these clean sheets. But I'll obviously I'll happily eat my words, right? But the triple up in City, same with Ollie, what he was saying again with the goalkeeper situation. Never normally would go for a goalkeeper at that price, but five point five, too good to turn down. You know, save points, clean sheets. I'm hoping for that. So I've kind of back City big time in here. Um, you know, West Ham fixture. I'm not. I think they'll be okay there. Bournemouth meant to be a shambles. Even the managers saying that uh, Newcastle, anything could happen. But onto the midfield, obviously Salah in there. Uh, Diaz absolutely lit up the Premier League last season when he came in. He had to. He had to go in. I don't. I think it was a no-brainer bringing him versus the other assets. Martinelli and um, Saint Max. They're my two kind of. Martinelli's not really differential now because obviously he's uh, his ownership, but. At six million, he, he he has looked frightening in stages. In, he, he looks like a nailed-on starter for Arsenal at the minute. But then said Max, obviously going with uh, the tune. Obviously, uh, Elliot, you'll appreciate this pick. But he is a differential. He is capable of absolutely anything and everything. Said Max, um, he's you know 116 points last season, six and a half mil and seven point five percent ownership. I think you know he's some huge. Huge vibes coming out of that one. I love it. I love the pick. Uh, and I can't wait to see what he does. Um, and then going to my top two, uh, Kane and uh, Jesus. You know, Kane's proven. I, I think he's in for a massive season, Kane. Um, you know, Spurs are looking to do things this year. They've spent money. They've reinforced Conte, you know, top manager in there. So, yeah, Kane, I'm expecting big things. And Jesus, obviously, with his pre-season form. So, yeah. Um, I think this is right. Uh, Fadzil's just jumped in here saying, if only skills got your points. Listen, <laughs> Razzle points, we've spoke about this previously. It would be absolutely amazing um, if we did. But 
they are capable of getting you know some big holes, and I'm expecting uh, Nelly to be contributing and St. Max to be, uh, and along with Wilson, I guess, in that in that one for the two to be doing some good stuff this season. Yeah, certainly, you know, as you said, it is a, a very vibey pick, you know, still 7.5 or whatever you said percent owned, but, you know, with the we've got some fairly decent fixtures, um, you know, three green in the first couple of weeks. And then, as you said, he can always grab a goal against, you know, the likes of Man City and the likes of Liverpool as well. And, you know, absolutely, yeah. myself included, no one really knows what Newcastle are going to do this season. You know, there's a lot of expectation. I'm um, obviously with the takeover last season. So it's going to be interesting if we can keep the spine of our team fit. I think we could definitely go on to do some fairly decent things this year. So I think a, a pick like Sam Maximan is a very good one from you, Jack. You're going with Harry Kane over Erling Haaland. That's been probably the biggest discussion in pre-season for yeah. FPL. Um, you know, you just prefer the, the the proven Harry Kane yeah. at the minute. I think, I think that's it. I mean, I had... Obviously, when we did our draft uh, reveals last week, I had Haaland and Kane up top. Uh, obviously, I was very greedy in that one and then started looking to spread. You know, that midfield was a bit too thin. The back line was a bit too thin as well. So I'm about to uh, sacrifice that one. Haaland, listen, he's going to do big things in for City. He is going to be hauling. But out of the two, I've gone with a proven Kane. Um, you know, I was a massive fan of Son last year, but he's just got a bit too expensive in that midfield for me. Um, you know, versus other assets. So Kane is the one up top. And uh, yeah, like I say, expecting big things versus you know, and Haaland's gonna be up there, but you can always change over, can't we, Al? You certainly can, you know, at that price point, they're interchangeable. So that's the sort of cushion that you have. Um, and it's going to be, you know, 50-50 for who is the better player this season. But I do like the pick of the uh, the proven Harry Kane. And I do like your draft in general, Jack. So um, we will move on to mine now as someone who's gone with Son instead of Harry Kane. Um, I'll reel off my team. So I've got Mendy in goal. Um, very different to what Jack and Ollie have gone with, you know, that sort of 0.5 million less um, than that premium level of Allison and Edison. And I've gone with a back five of Trent, Robertson, Trippier, Cancelo and Walker. And then Salah, Neto and Son in the midfield with the armband set on Salah and probably set to stay there for most of the season. And then Newcastle boy Callum Wilson up top. I was saying, I put a tweet out on Twitter, um, you know, it was between Harry Kane and Mares or Son and Wilson. And it would just feel wrong to go into a, you know, a season with such expectation on Newcastle to, and not to have my favourite player in Callum Wilson in my team. I started with him last year when Steve Bruce was manager. So why not have him at the start this year when we've got a better manager and a better team? And, you know, he's been scoring in pre-season. He does score goals. I was saying the other day, if he can stay fit, he's on for some season this year, I think, with the service that he can now get. So I'm backing him and Jesus to do the business up top. So, you know, I've gone sort of cheap up top, 7.5 and 8 million. Um, but as you can see, all the money is pretty much poured into the defence and the midfield. Salah and Son um, in the middle. I've, you know, I've been speaking to the Reverend a lot. And as I mentioned before, with the threemium and the one EM, you know, it's 50-50 with it. He he's, thinks he's going to be going with the one EM now. Um, didn't even know that that was going to be a thing this season, was going with just one premium asset. But he seems to be fairly set on it. Um, so... I don't really know how it's going to go, but I'm back in Son and Sal at the minute. Um, and then obviously the defence is the uh, the piece de resistance of the team for me. You know, even it even looks nice just looking at it, you know, the two Liverpool, the Newcastle man in the middle and then the two City either side. I've had Matty Cash in instead of Carl Walker for the majority of this preseason. And I only just changed it yesterday when I changed Kane 
um, and Wilson and Son and Mares around. So I don't know. I'm thinking, you know, the robustness of City's defence is probably going to profit more um, than having Aston Villa's defence. And, you know, Matty Cash, who does like to get forward more than Walker, but with Man City, you never know. They play in the opposition team's half for 80 minutes of the game every week anyway. So it's going to be an interesting one. Ollie, I'm going to ask you to what you think of my team because I know you're going to absolutely rib me for it. But, um, you know, what's the, the thought process behind? Are you getting worried now that you're seeing my team? You already might as well get your checkbook out and pay for the dinner, mate. I'm, I'm not worried, but I am going to give credit where credit's due. I quite like it. Um, I like I like the defence. And I think the thing that you've done that Jack hasn't done with Kyle Walker, uh, I think there was a comment made about it before. Um, you've got You've got two... City players. So if you want to bring Haaland in, you've got, you know, it's a bit tougher for you to bring him in because of the, the fact that you've got Jesus and Wilson. You've got to have to, you know, piece a bit in the middle to get it up. But you've got a free City spot. You know, you've got the two City spots and you obviously allowed three for every team. So you're able to get another City player in if you want. Um, so I like that bit of flexibility. I really like Kyle Walker for both of your teams that we've just seen. I really like the pick. Um, so yeah, I like that back five. It's a very sound team. Callum Wilson up top is another player that I quite like, so I hope it does well for you, but not too well, because, of course, I want you to be getting that checkbook out. Um, but no, I think that's a really, really sound team, and I think both of us are going into game week one and going into the season with with really nice teams. So uh, so bring it on, my mate. Absolutely, Ollie. Bring it on is the, uh, the only way this season. I um, just want to bring up a quick comment um, from Fadsley here, and he's asking about Almiron, regular starter, and Almiron has been on absolute fire uh, during this preseason so far. He's been scoring all the goals for us, which is not something that I thought I would ever say. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I think he will start against Forest. I think he's favoured over Fraser at the minute. I think it'll be a front three of Wilson, Saint, and Almiron. But I don't think that he's going to be in my team for a lot of this season unless he uh you know really really starts hitting the ground running this season because he thinks that his spots jeopardized on the line and he wants to be a part of the tune takeover of the premier league so we'll just have to see but i think for the minute probably sit off on the arm he's just he's just giving you a 9.8 out of 10 for that that's perfect. I like that already. I like that already. 9.8 out of 10. Don't know what it could be, um, you know, to get to a 10 out of 10. But I was saying to the boys before, I haven't really tinkered with my team too much this season. Um, I've sort of just had it how it was, thought about it quite deeply one day and just sat down and tried to go through my draft. I haven't made too many changes. So very, uh, very honoured with that comment. And uh, thank you very much obviously, for all the live comments that we are getting. Um, Charlie, it's time to move on to your team, mate. And I'm really excited to see what the uh, the Aussie man himself has done, the Aussie representation on the podcast. So I'll bring your team up now, Charlie, and just explain your choices to us. In fairness, I still can't even explain my own choices with this rabble of the side. So here we have it. Firstly, with the Leicester 8 million combo, I am... By far not settled on this. I feel it's best to spend an extra 0.5 mil and get a certain starter in between the sticks. And for the record, I'm a long way from being done. Since last week's stream, only two changes have been made. And that was Ward coming in. And with the extra 0.5, that did help. That was initially in the bank. Upgraded Reese James to Andy Robertson. So we go through. Ben White, honestly, I don't know why he's there, why he's on field. But I know Arsenal have a good run of fixtures. The other three on his right-hand side, they explain their own choices. They've both been superstars. And out of the sides, as we were talking about, double-ups and triple-ups, out of all this, 
I have more confidence in Liverpool's defensive double up, especially with Robertson and Alexander-Arnold. I feel most weeks, even if they may not keep a clean sheet, you get a return from probably one of them. They are so attacking, it's not even funny. And Cancelo is just a superstar of last season. I see him maintaining it. Mason Mount is a pick I'm still unsure on. I do like Chelsea's run of fixtures. However, I do acknowledge their opening fixture against Everton away from home is quite tough. His, uh, how, what's the best way? His chances of starting, uh, you'd say about roughly 70%. I think he's very integral to Chelsea's midfield. But they have a plethora of attacking options. Sun is out at the minute, but I'll talk why I still haven't had Salah. But I feel he's a good captaincy choice for the opening game week. And for about three of the opening first five. Neto has been one of the picks of preseason. I think he looks really good in Wolves. Be very interesting to see how he goes without Raul Jimenez in that. Luis Diaz, probably one of the January transfer signings of the season last campaign. And I see him continuing his exhilarating form. Jesus, well, all the best to you if you're the other 24% of managers without him. And Erling Haaland, there has been some contemplating in going Harry Kane in the opening game week and then straight to Haaland. But I feel it's best to got to think about it Bank for transfer heading into game week three as the top intention and just roll with Harling's fixtures despite the opening fixture is quite 50-50. And we'll get on to what happened last season when I get to my captain's corner segment. And the bench, look at all budget enablers. I may have missed the memo on one or two of them. But that's how we are at the moment. And there is no seller right now. Still, somehow. Bold from the mallet man himself. You've heard it from Charlie. He's not going with Salah. He's backing in Son as his captain. And I quite like it. Um, I don't think it's a great decision in an FPL sense, but I do like it because it's different. And I think that, you know, where people aren't going to have Salah, I think you've got to have a strong team around them. And I think that you've got that, Charlie. Um, so I don't mind it. I really like the Mason Mount pick. Um, not too many people that I've seen going with him. Is he the best of, you know, or the second best of the 8 million bunch in your opinion? There's a, too many. 8 million midfielders, and I feel it's important to even start with one or two of them. Just due to the transfer flexibility in transferring up or down to players, I did see a draft on Twitter where they had four. Now, I don't mind that, but when you talk about your future transfers in the early game weeks, that's where it might get a little hasty. So just considering the potential Mason Mount, we have seen what he's capable of in the last couple of seasons. I think as it stands, I'm keeping the faith, but you don't know, I might make heaps of changes after I get back from Friday night footy at the MCG, okay? The deadline is at half past 3 or 4 a.m., I don't know, but I'll be up and early nonetheless. It's a long way from finishing. I could still be on my salary, you don't know. But as it stands on the no camp. After a couple of pints at the MCG, um, you know, watching Essendon, uh, Melbourne Collingwood, sorry, you know, you never know what can happen with Chazza Roberts. But um, thank you for sharing your team, Charlie. And, you know, some fairly different teams in there, boys. But I have just got inside intel that the FPL Reverend, who's coming back from his holiday from Spain, has managed to, you know, find a free pocket of time in the airport while he's waiting for his flight to join us. So I'm going to have to cut across to him and I'll leave you boys. I'll be, you know, 10, 15 minutes with him and then I'll get back to you. But I've got to hear what the Reverend's got to say um, as the deadline approaches. So I'll see you all in a minute. So, Mikey, the FPL Reverend, you've managed to join us today just before you fly home from your big trip away in Spain. Oh, yeah. How are you feeling, mate? Game week one is nearly among us. 
you know what? I'm a lot more nervous than I thought I was going to be. <laughs> Just seeing that um, countdown tick down slowly towards zero as, um, you know, whether we like it or not, our, our game week one drafts are going to be finalised. And there's nothing we can do about it. There absolutely is. And I saw your tweet where you're saying you're getting a little bit nervous now. So, oh, you yeah. know, the, the clock is constantly ticking down. But um, we uh, we appreciate the, the little amount of time that you are giving us today. Obviously not in the studio with the rest of the boys, um, because as we said, you are about to fly home. But we're not going to waste any time and we're going to get straight into your draft team, mate. Mm. And uh, this mm. is draft, what, one of one of a thousand, I think. You know, you, you've had a fair At few... Least. At in least, this yeah. in this preseason, but this is the one that you're going with at the minute. So I'm just going to ask mm-hmm. you just to walk everyone through your draft at the minute. Yeah, I feel like um, I want us to um, just cast our minds back quickly to, to last week, where you know a couple of the boys were on um, freemium drafts, right? And I, I'm not be- the more I think about it, the more I couldn't disagree more with it. You know, I, I think um, there's so many teams that i'm seeing even with two premiums that have these things called enablers and i use that in air quotes you know quite lightly and you know some people say oh it's an enabler we've got um you know a cheap player who could maybe get us some points and i i just think it's it's just a bad player that's somehow crawled its way in our team what it is is it's the reality of an enabler is it's a compromise and so i wanted to build a team that doesn't have any compromises. And in order to do that, I've gone with the one premium. Just just from looking at it now, you know, what you've just said with the the no enablers, you know, in that midfield, you've got four eight million midfielders, then Mohamed Salah um, in the defense. There's definitely no, you know, budget defenders that you've just gone, oh, I'll just chuck them in there at four and a half just because they might get me mm-hmm. a couple of points. And you know, the, the two goalkeepers yeah. as well, two goalkeepers that are looking like they're going to be playing at the minute. So I can definitely mm-hmm. understand, you know, where you're coming from um, and the thought process behind yeah. that. And it's not really something that I've really thought about. I think, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Neto and Bailey in preseason. So are they sort of the enabler type players that you're talking about that people yeah. are having in their team just to make other players better? Yeah, I'm not trying to like throw hate on people, but these are like two people who are completely unproven in FPL, completely unproven. And I'm seeing some people go into game week one with somewhere between two and five players who who we don't know anything about, um, especially if you're on freemium. Um, you know, you, you're going into game week one with players like Neto, Bailey, like even to some extent Aronson, you know, some people are going with um, some other kind of 5 to 5.5 mil mid. Some people are littering their teams with 4.5 mil defenders, which initially we thought were great value, but turns out they're just, they're just awkward. And so, you know, I've, I've just tried to avoid all of that. I think in terms of the one premium, it's just a mathematical thing as well. You can only captain one player. You can only double the points of one player in your team, you know? And so, you know, having that means that, you know, if if we can slap the armband on one player and one player only, you know, it is going to be Mohamed Salah, isn't it? Must pain you as an Everton fan to say that every single week. Oh, mate. The the thing is, I I think in sometimes, like, you know, our FPL memories, they can just, like, they can just be far too short. 
you know what I mean? We're, we're all into the new, brand new, shiny thing. But, you know, if we cast our minds back to the beginning of last season, we realised that, you know, from game week one, we could have just slapped the armband on Mo Salah and just forgot about it. And, you know, as you say, it does pain me as an Evertonian to say it, but he was definitely on course to win the Ballon d'Or. There was no one near him. No one. Not It wasn't even close. And that hurts to say, like... But, um, you know, AFCON's behind them now. The whole contract drama is behind them now. And if he starts this season in a similar fashion to last season, I don't see any reason why he can't do the same because he's got the fixtures, he's got the new contract, he's got the momentum of the Community Shield win. The question for me isn't about, like, you know, whether or not I'm going to back Salah for the first seven game weeks. The question for me is probably more about who in their right mind is going to bet against him. Yeah, I've seen a lot of drafts, you know, without Salah in pre-season and, you know, people trying to free up funds. And I just think that it is a little bit, you know, a little bit crazy going into the season. But um, obviously, he is your premium asset in your team. He's yeah. probably the one asset that you would define as a premium. So we'll just go through it now. We'll start with the mm. goalkeepers. You've gone with Ward and Sanchez. So obviously Ward with the uh, the departure of Kasper Schmeichel from Leicester, um, mm -hmm. looking like he's going to get some minutes um, in the Leicester team at the minute. And then Sanchez as well. So you've got two goalkeepers that are going to be playing there. Um, yeah, you they haven't rotate gone with the... as well. They rotate yeah. absolutely perfectly. So that's good. Absolutely. And you haven't gone with the two Leicester goalkeepers at four million. So Sanchez is the uh, going to be the main one for you between the sticks, do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, you know, it, it's just it's all fixture dependence, but they do have a really nice rotation on them as well. And, and then also before we move into getting into the rest of the draft and um, just to say that this draft also does have 0 0.5 mil in the bank as well to, to kind of be flexible with and, and to upgrade as needed as well yeah yeah absolutely that's always nice to have a little bit of money in your bank you know that little bit of extra that you can upgrade um someone in your team for if you ever wanted to and obviously you can mm -hmm. obviously use it if you want to and then if you don't mm -hmm. you can just leave it there and when there's a player that catches your eye yeah. you can go and upgrade to him so yeah. the defense especially, is very very strong yeah yeah especially if if you know you you've got a couple of risky picks like i have here so obviously perisic and um Kulosevsky. and um, you know jack is saying that i'm going to be spending this before the deadline in the chat but um i'm not i'm, I'm keeping it because you know perisic could become a james Kulosevsky could become bowen you know um which by the way game week two will be the naughtiest transfer ever is is jarrah bowen from game week two as a differential Ooh. you know because no one else is on him and no one else no. has got the money in the bank in order to be able to do that yeah, absolutely. You've gone with so you've gone with just just the four eight million midfielders in your Only midfield four. there, Mikey. Yeah. So it's sort of the, the the thought process of I can't decide which one to put into my team, so I'll put all of them in my team. It's not even a case of I can't decide which one. I think they're all brilliant. I think they're all immense. They're all proven FPL assets. They're all absolutely immense, and um, I think you know Mason Mount had, a, had an amazing season last season. Bakayu Saka really hurt my rank last season because I was one of the few people that towards the end of the season just wasn't on him and he just banged week after week after week and now he's in an improved Arsenal side. For me, he's a no-brainer. Louis Diaz coming in like for what could be a massive breakout season for him. 
Kulu, who we know can do damage, but there is that question of rotation for game week two. But you know, I've got the 0.5 in the bank, and um, I can react as, as to whatever Conte says in his presser. Same, same for Perisic as well. So, and um, you know, the obvious omission here is what uh, our Jack saying in the chat is why no Madison. I just think Leicester are um, having a bit of a confusing time as well right now. The, there's rumours that he might be going to the tune as well. So, you know, I don't want to... He, he might get played at risk of an injury, especially if he's going for something like 60 mil, yeah. as, as they say. So, for me, those four are solid. You know, every single player, apart from my keepers in in that team, are competing for top four as well. Yeah. So, absolutely. You, know, you know, they're all winners, basically. Yeah, Team absolutely. Winners. I think, think the big question for me, Mikey, just before we wrap it up and we'll, uh, yeah, yeah. we'll let you travel home uh, back to the uh, the lovely weather that I'm sure is is on in England oh, right now. No doubt. Um, is no Harry Kane, no Erling Haaland, just Gabriel Jesus leading the line up top. Does that sort of worry yeah. you a little bit or are you sort of comfortable with just having Jesus? I think if there's something I trust in, it's mathematics. You know, it, I, I believe mathematically um, and factually that it's inefficient to have more than one premium because you you know you can't double the points of um a player that you don't have the armband on and you only get one armband so with you know some of the boys who, who by the way boom roasted <laughs> are, are you know still on freemium like they're gonna have the armband on one player who's gonna be you know they're hoping is gonna be doing really well and at the same time they're going to be hoping their other two premiums do badly because of effective ownership. And so, you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be painful for them knowing that, you know, if Haaland gets two goals, they could have doubled his points, but they didn't because the armband was on Son or Kane or Salah instead. That's the game of FPL, isn't it? It's always yeah, uh, it's yeah. always a hurtful one. You know, you've got to get the captain picks right. And I think, you know, having one premium in your team really does put your mind at ease every week and doesn't stress you out as much. But um, thank yeah, you so yeah. much, Mikey. We're so glad that we got to see your team just in this little short period of time. Um, Cheers, we're mate. sure that it won't be like this as the deadline hits because you'll be tinkering with it all the way up to the final minute. <laughs> but it could potentially be like this. And thank you all for the insight that you've given us um, on the, the one premium team that you've got. Best of luck with your travels home and now uh, we can't wait to have you back on the podcast i'm going to head back to the studio with the boys now but uh safe travels mate thank you mate what a guy you know finding the the little pocket of space before he travels home uh from his big holiday in spain to you know get back to to doing what he does best um you know it's no surprise that you see he's got one man up top that he trusts and it's gabriel jesus isn't it so you know really really no shock there from the reverend he is going to be his uh his essential player for the rest of the season um, oh, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm wondering where my duty free is is he is he bringing anything back for he us be, or what they be bringing us some stuff back and yeah obviously his community misses him so he's got to get back to what he's doing and um he's got to get back so he can do all his research and his mathematics uh for his fpl team and everything as he says there i said it before he's going to say it a lot this season he trusts the data and he trusts the math but um boys it's good to see you all again i'm um, sorry about that little little sidestep to, to mikey before he hops on his flight uh back home but we want to talk about the fixtures uh just quickly in the premier league and that is them on the screen there. Ollie, I'm going to go to you first. If you can highlight one opening day fixture for FPL, which one is it going to be for you? 
I really want to highlight the early kickoff between Fulham and Liverpool because few people may not know this off camera, but you know, me and Elliot, good mates on and off camera. Um, and first time in a long while, we're getting a few mates around to watch the football. And the early kickoffs are always a highlight. Um, and obviously, Liverpool, um, it's going to be interesting to see how they go on. We'll have a bit of a verbal sparring while we're watching that game, certainly. Uh, there's so many Liverpool assets. And Fulham's return to the, uh, to the Premier League, obviously, they've become as yo-yo a club, as a yo-yo club can get Fulham. So it'll be interesting to see how, how they go in there. You know, what seems like an umpteenth return back to the Premier League. Uh, I'm really interested to, uh, to see how Polina goes, um, to see how, how he gets on. If Mitrovic, you know, who Elliot's a bit like, really... Um, for, for his local club, drops down, sort of drops down um, an age group, and then just bags goals for fun. So I'm interested to see how he gets on. Uh, yeah, I'm really not in the top cool. league. Come on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mate. He's a player. We know that he's a player. He can play football. He knows what back then that is, um, as does Mitrovic. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. And uh, obviously, we've got Palace and Arsenal as well, which I'm sure one of you will touch on. But it's just great to have the Premier League back and to have this podcast back. Certainly is Chaz. Ollie's taken probably the uh, the main game that everyone's going to have their eyes on. But is there a fixture that really catches your eye? In fairness, that wasn't even the main game that I had my eye. It's uh, Tottenham versus Southampton because we've talked about the wingbacks early in this episode. We've also talked about the attackers, whether to double up. Not many people have, but I could see some people have gone for the one attacker. We also remember two seasons ago. Tottenham did play Southampton away at St Mary's. Kane had a feast day. So did Sean Munson. Are we going to see a repeat of it? The wingbacks are very attacking at Spurs. But hey, rotation issues on both sides in the left and the right. And let's not forget last season, they did concede three goals at home to Southampton in a midweek fixture. So how good can they defensively hold up? I just feel it's a huge game. Tottenham and their season in terms of also their pursuit for potential Champions League football for the next season. Yeah, absolutely. And Chaz, you're going to talk about your captain picks in a minute. I'm sure that Spurs um, are going to be um, somewhat um, fairly competent in that and going to be quite prevalent in your captain picks. So, Jack, third and final fixture pick for you before Charlie gets onto his captain picks, which I've been waiting for the whole podcast. So who are you going with Jack? Yeah, listen, it's all about this watch list kind of building now and seeing all these teams kicking off this weekend, but I'm going to pick, uh, I'm going to pick Man United because I need to see these United assets. Um, obviously I want to see if Rashford is rejuvenated. Is he back to his old form? I need to see him perform. If Ericsson is playing, how good is he going to look? Um, and obviously is Bruno Fernandes back? You know, obviously two seasons ago, prolific first game of the season last year, unbelievable. And then it just didn't happen, did it, with Ronaldo. So um, it's it's going to be an interesting one to see these United assets in play, but also how Brighton look as well. Because, you know, keeper-wise, if you ever want to downgrade, is Sanchez going to be on those watch lists for from uh, Edison, for example, downgrading to a Sanchez? Will he be the one? So are they going to be looking good at the back or not? So a couple of uh, assets there for them, that game. Uh, but yeah, watching watching closely everything. Yeah, absolutely. Got to keep your eyes peeled across the 10 games this weekend as the uh, the Premier League returns to us. We've got a quick question from uh, from Josh, who's just asked in the chat to go with Raya, Rashford and Saka or Mendy, Martinelli and Mount. And, um, you know, from the two options that you've given there, Ollie just shared his piece 
um, in the live comments. So thank you for that, Ollie. Ignore whatever he's just said, Josh, and you've got to go with the second option. You've got to go with Mendy Martinelli and Mount. Whatever Ollie has said, I can guarantee you is the wrong, wrong information. Um, <laughs> Come on, I've just re- mate, I finished higher than you last year. Come <laughs> I've on. Just re- just read what he said, and I actually don't mind it. But Mendy, Martinelli, and Mount would definitely be the pick for me. Um, but don't necessarily limit yourself to Mount. You know, you've got, a, as, as Charlie said, a plethora of 8 million um, midfielders that you can pick from. So it doesn't necessarily have to be Mount, and it obviously doesn't have to be Martinelli um, in there as well. There's Bruno Gamarez for, for 6 million, but Martinelli is a much better option than uh, the, the, the Geordie boy. <laughs> the yeah. Geordie boy Bruno, but I definitely prefer the uh, the second option that you've gone with there. And uh, best of luck in this first game week, Josh. Now, Charlie, it is time for you to shine, my Australian friend, with the mullet in all its glory on the main screen. We're going to get into the section. We're going to call it CC with Chaz. It's captain's corner. And um, as we've mentioned last week and this week, Charlie loves a captain pick and he is the man to go to for the captain picks for the week. So, Charlie, I'm just going to hand you the mic and hand you the floor. Take it away, mate. Thank you. Firstly, I would like to mention this is not anything to do with the Ardenbed, but Josh, um, I reckon he's a big Triple M 105.1 FM station, big fan. Uh, got, got the Triple M's, Mendy Martinelli amount. I, I can't complain. I reckon he's a big radio fan, that guy is. Let's get straight into the captaincies on this week. So usually, for some context, I would write on a weekly basis the captaincy articles for the Fantasy Football Pundit website. However, we're still currently sorting out our format for the current season. But if I did an article this week, this is what I would have down for each player. I've got four and just briefly a couple of sentences on each one. So firstly, the headline maker and the Egyptian king himself, it's Mohamed Salah, away at Fulham very hard to go against him, especially if you have him in your team this game week. You just have to captain him. In the last season, he became the first player in the Premier League to score in five successive opening weekends. And for the fourth season in a row, Jurgen Klopp's men start their campaign against a promoted side. Norwich, about four, three seasons ago at Anfield, 1-4-1. At home to Leeds United, 1-4-3, and Salah did get a hat-trick that day. Salah also got a goal and assist away at Norwich last campaign with a 3-0 win. And now they've got Fulham. Fulham did concede three goals against Arsenal in their opening day fixture the last time they were in the English top-flight campaign. We go to Harry Kane and Sean Son from Tottenham. Sean Son was the only Spurs attacking asset that registered returns in both outings against the Saints last season. Harry Kane, the last time he blanked was in game week 33 last season at home to Brighton in a 1-0 de- defeat, thanks to a last-minute winner from Leandro Trossard. Since then, he's found a way to return every game week, and he's on a hot streak. Tottenham's four of their first six fixtures are rated two in the fixture difficulty ranking. The third one. Now... Ollie did forget to mention this Man City player in terms of the slots you can have. Let's not go past the Nordic meat shield. Now, if you haven't watched Troy Hawk's video, <laughs> Erling Haaland, dominant in the Bundesliga last season, scoring 47 goals in 48 league matches. Game week 37 last season, West Ham Man City ended being two apiece. So we know Hammers can concede. But we also know City like to score three or four on average every time they visit the Hammers. 
be very interesting to see how the dynamics work in attack for Man City in Erling Haaland's first game. But it's fair enough that you probably wouldn't want to captain him. The fourth one, and the ownership says it all, Gabriel Jesus at 8 million for Arsenal. He's been on a hot Ramford streak during preseason, scoring seven goals. And as I said, just before we went to air, a record fantasy football all time of 75.6% ownership. Arsenal's six of their first eight fixtures are rated through in the fixture, to, fixture ticker. But it is the early kickoff. And we know about Mohamed Gambi. Just ask more from OWP. Would you sit comfortable with backing someone from the early kickoff with the armband? That's all for me for this week. Technically, technically, if we're being technical, it's not the early kickoff because the, obviously the early kickoff's full in Liverpool. But um, obviously, it's Saturday morning for us. It's the first game of the season, so technically, I understand what you're getting to. But how the, the charisma of this man is unparalleled. If you're not listening to him, if you're not listening to him, who are you going to listen to? For the, for, the, for the people that are in here at the moment, you are privileged to be in the company of this man. <laughs> Unbelievable. CC with Chaz is my new favourite drink of the uh, of the podcast. <laughs> absolutely unbelievable stuff, Chaz. Um, absolutely love that, mate. Thought it was amazing. Loads of content. Good stats. Backs it up. And the mullet just tops it off. Every week. I cannot wait for that. I could listen to you talk all day, um, Charlie. So thank you for your insight with the uh, with the, the captain picks. And as Quentin's just said, and how are you doing, Quentin? Good day to you, mate. Um, the glorious mullet. What a sight. It absolutely is a sight to behold every single week. Before we wrap up, we do have a special surprise today. Um, special in more than one sense potentially today. But we've got our very own Chris Reed, who's just appeared at the bottom of your screen there. If you are watching along, he's now the main picture. He's very excited. He's smiling. He's clearly <laughs> overslept today, I think. Um, how are you doing, Reedy? Yes, Elliot. Thanks, mate. Um, it's a tough gig when you get to my age and you've got a few kids knocking about. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, um, it's been good listening to you. And I thought I'd jump in, um, jump in at the end. I mean, it's, it's deadline day. And uh, everyone's obviously very, very excited. So uh, I've just seen a few of your drafts and, um, yeah, a lot of food for thought there. There's, there's some good picks. And uh, whether we'll, we'll, you know, whether you'll stick to those those drafts come deadline, that's another thing, isn't it? As we know, we still like to tinker. Um, so, yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Thanks. Well, the thing about, you know, being in Australia, Reedy, is that I'd, I'd imagine that me, Ollie and Jack will all be fast asleep by the time the deadline hits. So we don't have the last minute stress and Charlie as well. <laughs> sorry, we're not going to have the last minute stress of getting the transfers in one minute before because we will be sound asleep. Um, so we've got to make sure and that's a reminder for all Australian FPL managers and all, you know, Asian Pacific all around the world, pretty much anywhere where it's night in your time zone. Make sure you've sorted your team out before you go to sleep because you would not want to have a nightmare on game week one of the FPL season. You're talking about our drafts though, Reedy. Do you want to bring yours up so we can uh, you know, have a little peek at what, what the hitman and the human fence is, uh, is thinking of this season? He's, he's vowed whoa, to whoa. us in private. Easy, easy on the human fence, Elliot. There's going to be no <laughs> sitting on the fence this season. I'll tell you that much, my friend. Um, but yeah, I'll bring up the draft and... Um, oh. I can't wait for you to see this. To be fair, is uh, is pretty tasty. I'm not gonna lie. And um, there's 
possibly one or two surprises in there. So I'll just uh, I'll just grab it up for you now, mate, and uh, I will keep you waiting. He's, he's vowed so to us. Go. No, no hits. Not as many. Sorry, not as many hits as last season. He's told us, and we have all oh, said absolute yeah. rubbish. Is going to be taking a negative twenty, like our very own Jack Gilbrand <laughs> did two seasons ago in FPL. Oh. And he has vowed to say that he's going to take less hits this season. So we'll have to there see um, if if you take yourself up. On that offer, Reedy, but I'm excited to see go, what you it's, have got as we bring it for you right now it's on the screen. So, walk us through your selections, Reedy. Oh, well, there's there's so much in there. I mean, I mean, like it's it's just if you look at it, there's literally like oh, there's there's flair everywhere. I mean, um, I've got a bit of a sort of dilemma, if anything, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, at present, I've gone for the two Leicester goalkeepers, um, four million each. Probably, probably one of those guys are going to start, so I couldn't help but do that and and have that extra money to put elsewhere in the team. Um, we did allude to um, our first preview pod that big at the back was it dead? Um, but as you can see, I've gone with five at the back at the moment. So you know, your boy. Did, did you Reece say it James, was dead? Sorry, really, a week ago, <laughs> didn't you say big I, at the back was dead? I, th- I think it was. It was kind of a is big at the back dead? And I think like. <laughs> Like Mikey or the Rev was kind of like, no, it it looks like it is dead now. And funnily enough, me and Mikey, when we've sent each other a few drafts, they've included five at the back. <laughs> so it's like I can't get away from it. Um, so at the moment, it is big at the back for me. It is Reese James against Everton. Too tasty to ignore that fixture. And um, Everton, as you, as I'm sure you boys have spoke about on the pod, um, or if not, I'll speak about it. Just look really bad at the moment uh, in terms of no transfer activity. Injuries left, right, and centre. Uh, so Reese James for me, you could go for Chilwell, but it's got to be Reese. So I've gone for him. Uh, Trent, I don't need to say much about that. I think he's in pretty much ninety percent of people's teams. And um, Matty Cash, I wanted a bit of the Villa pie in there. Leon Bailey seems to be the the main man at the moment um, in terms of people wanting to get goals and assists. But I can't ignore Matty Cash in that first fixture, so I've, uh, I've gone for him. And then it's your boy Trips, isn't it? Um, so, you know, Kieran Trippier snuck into my team out, which I'm sure you'll like to see. Delighted um, with. I think Newcastle, first fixture against Forest, um, especially at home as well in front of the two fans. I think, um, I think, yeah, I think it's really going to be a good game for Newcastle. So, Kieran Trippier, expect him to sort of contribute with his set-piece abilities and so on. Um, and I expect him to start the season really well. So, I've gone, in, gone for him. And uh, Andy Robertson, who... I don't know if you guys have covered this, but currently sits at twelve point six percent ownership. What? What is that about, boys? Can anyone Crazy. enlighten me? I mean, I mean, it's just it's just nuts. I mean, for a guy who got two hundred two hundred points last year, uh, or or nearly that, one hundred eighty six, I should I should say. But I mean, touching two hundred points, and you know, a Liverpool asset seven million. I'd rather go for him over over Diaz and Nunes, who are who are eight million, nine million respectively. So. That's the back five. Uh, three of Salah, Mares, and Martinelli. Um, I think Salah and Mar- Martinelli are kind of like safe picks, if, if you want to say. Uh, certainly Mo Salah, Captain's Armband. And then Mares. I've gone back and forth with this with the City. You can either go Cancelo, Haaland. Um, that's about it, really. I don't know. But for me, Mares signing that new con- contract, I think that right wing really is his. And the, the the game we two fixture against Bournemouth, um, I don't want to have to swap Kane if I don't have to. 
I, I know people are booking that transfer and saying, oh, well, I could swap Kane to Haaland. I mean, yeah, I've got that option if needs be, but I, I want at least two City players in for that fixture and that, for that run. So, um, you know, whether whether I swap Haaland, uh, sorry, whether I swap Kane for Haaland or whether they decide to go, oh, right, do you know what? I, I, I'll put Roberts in for Cancelo, um, which, as I said, I wasn't going to be putting Cancelo in, and I kept him a word. So, um, yeah, up to, up top, it's Jesus and Harry Kane. Jesus, I mean, his ownership is, speaks for itself. It's absolutely through the roof. So, you know, you could say that's very, very template. But um, for £8 million, I just don't know. I just think it's so hard to ignore him. Um, and it's a tough fixture for Arsenal opening night. Uh, I don't think Palace are going to be, a, you know, any by any means a walkover, but I just think, yeah, Gabriel Jesus looks absolutely electric uh, pre-season and Arsenal have looked really good as well. Um, and then, yeah, Harry Kane for Spurs. You've got to have a bit of Spurs in there. If you've not got any Spurs players in, why are you playing FBL is what I'll say. Um, so, yeah, absolutely brilliant having Harry Kane in there in that fixture against Southampton. Um, bench, I just want to quickly go to uh, Aronson for Leeds. Uh, I know I've took up too much airtime already, boys. I know I can tell by your face you're like, he's talking for ages. What, falling uh, asleep? Aronson, <laughs> Aronson for Leeds. I mean, he's looked great. I really like the way he plays. Um, you know, hopefully he's going to be someone who sets up Bamford. Uh, he's back now. There's doubts about his Bamford match fit. But for me, I think he'll start and he'll play quite a lot of minutes uh, at Bamford. And, and Brendan Aronson is someone who I've kind of preferred over the likes of Leon Bailey. But the dilemma I've got is that I've currently got him sat on the bench. Um, I've got five at the bar, three in mid. So... I don't know what to do in terms of formation because you can't really have, it's a waste to have someone like 5.5 on your bench or someone who's going to be a nail starter. So, um, so I've still got a little bit of tinkling left boys, but generally, you know, is my draft looking okay? Surely you're upgrading them keepers and getting rid of Aronson. Surely. I was about to say the exact same thing, Jack. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of money in there knocking about. I think it's because I've got the two, two five million defenders, of course, and 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 that's what it is really. In in a sense that I've not got Cancelo. Um, yeah. Do you, do you think the keepers need upgraded? Do you? Yeah. You've got a million. You've got a million thing. sat on your bench. Go the on. simple thing yeah. to do is Aronson, Aronson down to four point five. Say Jack Colback and Everson hmm. oh. up to Mendy. Simple. Sensible is Chris Reed sensible? No, no actually, reading, leave it, <laughs> leave it as it is. Reedy, no, no, is, don't, then, yeah, don't like... <laughs> on Sunday, Roger's gonna announce that they're gonna get Martin Debravka on loan and just ruin half of the people's FPL seasons in the first, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, put it, put it this way, right? I've got 0.5 in the bank as well, even with that team. I mean, which I think is ridiculous. So I've got 0.5. So you could go Edison I... or Allison. What's he doing? In goal. <laughs> I know. He's I just don't. Greedy. I just don't like having a five point five playing keeper, especially for one of the big teams. I just, I just don't like, especially Edison. I mean, but you don't have a, a city defender either, though. Was something that I was just about no to talk coverage. about. So, yeah. No city yeah. coverage on defence at all. Yeah, I mean, you might find that a that a Ruben Diaz sneaks into my team instead of Edison, um, but. I quite like it, to be honest with you. I do expect the Leicester keepers, one of those guys, to play. Um, so, yeah. It's, what do you think, generally, in terms of like having coverage everywhere? City, Liverpool. Obviously, three Liverpools are must. Uh, but do you think I'm lacking probably in another City player? Yeah, your goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, want Charles, I want Charles to answer it. Yeah. Go on, Charles. Uh, look, 
I, Give me I your think thoughts. it's great. I love the pyramid aesthetics about this. So seven out of ten. I've seen three people with cash, but I rather pay by card. That's another <laughs> thing about this draft. Um, aside from that, yeah, it looks alright. I like a Trippier pick, and I love the three premiums in James Trent, Robbo, Martinelli. Mm. I just love his name by the looks of it, and City with just that little pivot in the middle. Not sure if mm. I'm playing football manager in this instance, but and then Kane and uh, Lord Jesus, <laughs> but you can't complain. Hey, um, mm. look, yeah, seven and a half to eight out of ten. In case you're asking for eighteen, I know you weren't, and I really hate to be rude, but I've got to cut catch a train for Friday night footy. Is it okay if I go? Yes, mate. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just sign off. Brilliant. Just, just sign off. Just sign off. Have a good Thank one, you mate. very much. See you later, mate. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Thank you. Take care. Take it easy, Charlie. I could honestly what listen to him speak all day long. It doesn't matter. You, you could just see him about. now running for his train with his mullet <laughs> flying in the wind. It's just flying at the back, his mustaches like that wavering about. We oh, better not miss this train now. My word. What a guy. Gotta make it in time for Friday night. What a transfer mm. in. What a transfer in for this season. We're talking all about transfers in FPL. We've made the best transfer of this uh this offseason. Bringing bringing Charlie Robertson on a free, free agent, unattached, and he has made an impact already. Certainly has. There's one more thing we have to do before we sign off for the game week one locked in preview show, boys. We've got to talk about our captain picks. I think there's only going to be one word from us all around the circle. Salah, Ollie, Salah, Reedy. I think I'm going to go Ward in goal for Leicester, mate. Uh, it's got to be yeah. <laughs> <That's my choice. laughs> It's Mo Salah. It's it's definitely Mo Salah. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm really surprised that I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is Chazza the only one who's gone without Salah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone Son, hasn't he? So, oh god, oh god. I mean, that that you're debate's going, been going, going on Salah. since day you're one. Oh, I'm going Salah all day. Yeah. But I mean, that debate, that no Salah, Salah. Um, I mean, Son. It kills me not to have him in my team. Uh, but Elliot's got both, haven't you, mate? So I do. Oof, oof. Naughty. Just not too sure if I can justify the the extra 0.5 instead of going to Harry Kane and trying to upgrade somewhere else. That's something I'm going to debate tonight, but I'm fairly comfortable mm. with how it's looking at the minute. Yeah, what I will say on that note, I think having just one striker up front, I think you've got just Jesus, right? It limits uh, you in terms of... Wilson and Jesus. Oh, is it, Will- oh, is it Wilson? Oh, okay, okay. I'll take, I'll take that back then. Sorry, mate. Uh, I was just going to say it limits you in terms of that. But that's 7.5. That's probably your flexibility there, really, in terms of that you can switch about mm-hmm. Watkins and even, you know, this Italian giant, Scamacca, who's come in and be interested to see what he's about. Um, so there's, there's a couple of strikers knocking about at Bamford again. So we'll, we'll see how that goes, mate. Is the Italian Chris mate? The Italian Chris <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, as well. Good chance. I tell you what. I mean, I hope this happens, but at the same time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, you know, it'll probably hurt you a little bit, Ollie. But if Berrettin Diaz goes to Wolves, I mean, that would be, that would be some signing and, and He'll a bit be crazy. Really. Friend, It'll, he's just Armstrong. Armstrong V2. He's Armstrong V2. Grass isn't no. always greener. Everyone who leaves Ewood, everyone who leaves Ewood. It doesn't go as well for him. I hope it does for, for Diaz. Alan Shearer. He's the only well. one. <laughs> <win anything. laughs> I'll just one. I'll just drop that name in there. Alan Shearer. <laughs> you know, Rocky Santa Cruz did nothing. There's Tom Rhodes did nothing. There's tons, but I'm not going to bore you with Rovers talk. I'll uh, we'll leave it to yeah. the because everyone hates it when I do that. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say I was going to say speaking of Rovers very very quickly. Benny McCarthy at Manchester United. I mean, 
look at that form. Starting, Rovers starting this weekend. Now, now he's at United. What do you, you know? It's, 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 going, it's all going off. It's all Marshall's going off. out. Benny, Benny McCarthy <laughs> starting. Hey, you could do far worse. You could do far worse. I mean, I mean, it's five subs, Jack. Not roll and roll off, mate. So <laughs> he'll struggle. He'll struggle. Oh, two good boys. Well, we could talk all day and joke all day, but um, we should probably wrap it up now and, uh, you know, sign off as a, a game week one preview podcast. We'll obviously be back next week and keep your eyes out on all of the social pages, which are down below in the description uh, to, you know, keep up how we're doing with our teams, game after game, live updates, all that good stuff. And um, we'll be over on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't already, make sure you're following all the socials, subscribing to the YouTube, leaving a review on the Apple Podcasts or the Spotify podcast as well. A huge thank you to Bonus Bank for being our sponsor once again this season and keep an eye out for next week's uh, preview show. For game week two, as you can see, all of our draft teams go to absolute pot and uh, the season of FPL and the Premier League will be back among us. So we- we will see you then. May all your FPL dreams come true in game week one. Hopefully it's a good start for you and we will see you all next time. Bye now.